I remember standing in my kitchen and I'm crying because it's so overwhelming. We're looking at everything, we're throwing out stuff. And, and I felt like God said, you need a spiritual diet change, Amy. Like, cause I had been Googling, I had been, I had been running to Google for all the answers, researching, like, what is this? But I felt like God was like, come to me. Like, I want to shepherd mm. you through this. Like you're feasting on your phone, put it down. <laughs> You know, so that was under our own roof. And then I started looking around and be like, oh my gosh, there is division. There is anxiety. There's overwhelm. Like, we all need a spiritual diet change. <laughs> hey there, my friend. Let me quickly introduce you to Amy Seifert, who is the author of the brand new book, Starved. If you are feeling depleted, anxious, overwhelmed, or worried, this is the episode for you. And you're about to get a spiritual diet change. Welcome to the Boss Lady in Sweatpants show. I'm your host, Allison Scholes, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you ditch the overwhelm and comparison and teach you how to create less but better content with ease and build an extraordinary brand and business, but do it in a way that is aligned with your soul and makes you crazy happy with your life. This show is filled with faith-led episodes about content creation, social media marketing, and business growth with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, then it's time to hand your kiddos those tablets, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Amy. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. I've been really excited about this. I am so excited. And of course, you know, I just want to dive into my questions, but before we get into our chat about feeling depleted, anxiety, overwhelmed, faith, and how to replenish our relationship with Jesus, please share with the listeners who you are and what you do. Yes, I am a Bible teacher. I'm on the teaching team at my home church, Brookside. I am a wife, a mom, an author. I travel and speak. Uh, I, I'm a tennis player and I love chocolate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> me, me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that. And I think I was first introduced to you through the version app for, because yes. I do that every day, just love oh. the prompts, love the daily scripture. And I love how they have a guest on every day to read it. And that it was my first introduction to you. And then I got on Instagram and started following you. And then I was like, oh my gosh, she's got this book coming out. Like, and then I was like, I have to get Amy on my show. <laughs> I'm so grateful. I kind of forget I'm on you version. Yes, that's like so fun. Such a privilege to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I know. And I am so excited to talk about your new book, Starved. It seems to me that your purpose is to help us stop ingesting what you label spiritual junk food. And you offer simple practices and tools that can bring us closer to Jesus. What have you observed in our culture that prompted you to write this book? Yes. Well, I'll actually start what I observed under my own roof and then it led <laughs> to the culture around us. So my, about four years ago, my son, um, he was 11 at the time, um, started a complaint of stomach pain. And um, then he 
was in the bathroom a lot after he ate and he started to lose weight and everything was just going through his body. Um, he actually lost 15 pounds in six weeks on an 11 year old boy. I know it's, yeah. it's too much, right? So lots of tests, lots of blood work, all the things. And we finally got the diagnosis Crohn's disease and yes. And so that was a, a, a world changing moment in our, in our lives. And so we're taking everything out of our pantry. I'm taking everything out of my refrigerator. I'm looking at every spice, every, you know, I'm looking for maltodextrin. Like we're looking for starch. We had, a, we decided to do a complete and total diet change for him. Wow. But I remember standing in my kitchen and I'm crying because it's so overwhelming. We're looking at everything. We're throwing out stuff. And, and I felt like God said, you need a spiritual diet change, Amy. Like, because I had been Googling, I had been, I had been running to Google for all the answers, researching, like, what is this? But I felt like God was like, come to me. Like, I want to shepherd mm. you through this. Like you're feasting on your phone, put it down, <laughs> you know? So that was under our own roof. And then I started looking around and be like, oh my gosh, there is division. There is anxiety. There's overwhelm. Like we all need a spiritual diet change, right? <laughs> we need to start feasting on some different things in our lives. So yeah. Wow. And to be 11 years old to get that diagnosis. So I can't imagine the overwhelming anxiety that he encountered. Yes. Wow. Yes. It was a huge, we all, we all were, I mean, it, it was like everything shifted underneath us and we were finding, finding our footing again wow. and it was overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, in the book, because I know that was very um, traumatic to go through that, but in the book, not only do you use humor, which I love, by the way, <laughs> Yay. but you are very honest about several difficult moments in your life, which that's one of them. What are the advantages of being vulnerable with others? Because I think that's something that everyone does in society. We just, we put up this wall and we don't want to show our vulnerability. And I think too, we don't want to ask for help. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, Brene Brown has, has led the charge on this, on her like shame research and the idea of, of vulnerability actually being encouraged, but I never, I wish there was a different way, <laughs> but vulnerability, I mean, it connects us when I'm able to say, here's what's hard. Here's what's hurt. hurt. This is others can say me too. And you step into that space and, and to write with vulnerability. It really what I've noticed is when we can be vulnerable, we're taking our shame and we're bringing it into the light because God loves light and there's healing in the light and our enemy loves darkness and mm. he wants to keep us quiet and keep us small and stifled. And God says, come on out. Yeah. So I, sh I share some really um, vulnerable things in my life and, and I went through sexual abuse and I talk about that and, and what it meant to trust others with my story who were compassion forward with it and to really trust God with what do I do with this? God, where were you? Would you bring healing in these spaces? Yeah. Vulnerability. Yeah. And I think too, there's just that relatability factor that goes along with it. And it just opened, like you said, it just opens that doorway to having a loving community to support you. And I think too, it just brings you closer to the Lord. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, yes, with with the different shame narratives in my life, I wanted to replace them with 
my true identity, like a daughtership that I could embrace and taking that to God and saying, here it is, Lord, would you redeem this? Would you show me who, who I am and who you are? And I can't, I mean, he took me to Psalm 18. And Psalm 18, 19, for anybody listening, it was so huge for me to read over and over that he rescued me. Why? Because he delights in me. Mm. Like God delights in us. We're a delightful daughter. And for us to come and reclaim our delightful daughtership and to take our shame and to, to lay it at the cross. I mean, that's a huge meal replacement, if you will, of what we're feasting on. Not our shame, but our identity in him. I love that. And also in the book, you talk about the effects, the negative effects of spiritual junk food. You refer to it as being stuffed, but starving. So I really want you to get really juicy with this. Like, what does that mean? And where are we going wrong? Yeah. Yes, I love this this image. I don't know if you like cotton candy or if you go to like the <laughs> fair around you, but I whenever my kids ask for cotton candy at our like summer fair that we go to, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're gonna be stuffed and in like an hour you're gonna be angry and it's not gonna fill you up. You know what I mean? Like that sugar high, and then you're like, I'm still hungry. Um, That's how I feel about Chinese food. <laughs> you eat a ton of it and then an hour later I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, yes, these things that we're feasting, which you know, um, that's, that's my phone for me so often, like going to my phone and scrolling through social media or Pinterest or whatever the internet, which by the way, studies show that we, we pick up our phone and open it, open it 344 times a day. I know. So that idea of going to something over and over, but still being hungry. And so what does it look like to say, I am going to practice, just take the phone for instance, putting my phone down for five minutes and saying, I'm going to be silent and I'm going to welcome you here, Holy Spirit, to just heal the hurry in my life. Heal that need to be productive. Heal that searching for validation on my phone and to just sit and be and let myself be loved. And so that's been a practice, putting my phone down and picking up true connection with God in the silence. So I'm telling you, I'm not good at it. I have to practice. And not, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that has to take practice. And the thing that comes to my mind is what a great practice to introduce to our kids, because our kids are picking up their phones, and they are looking for that immediate gratification immediately. Yes. But maybe we need to start teaching our kids, I want you to take five minutes and be silent. And initially, they're gonna be like, this is boring. Like, I know. <laughs> Because it, it can it be, <laughs> or your mind is racing, but just sit silently, sit with your thoughts and then give those thoughts to God and let him yes. speak to you. Yes, that's been huge. And just for your listeners to know, I, I literally set a timer for five minutes, but those first four minutes can feel like I'm this cat that's trying to find a nap spot and then finally like, settle in, you know, like four minutes in. <laughs> And my brain is everywhere, but I'm telling you what I can, I literally feel my whole self just calm down. My blood pressure is going down when I sit and, and look out the window and just let grass and the birds like be my guide for a minute and just soak in the quiet. Everything is so fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that. 
And the biggest thing with your book is you talk about like spiritual things. So let's talk about spiritual malnourishment, which is something you cite in your book and specific practices to address it. I think there was three. So what are those practices we are missing most in our lives? Yes. Um, So this idea of malnourishment is just getting like if you're malnourished, you're not getting the nutrients you need to survive, right? So when we have spiritual malnourishment, we are not getting like our soul feels like it's depleted. And so what are, you know, what are those nourishing things that we need? But it's actually helpful for me to think, how do I know when I'm malnourished? Um, So there's this little acronym that I've I've created um, that helps me and it's OAT. O-A-T, which goes well with food. Um, (laughs) Am I overwhelmed? Am I anxious? Or am I tired? Interesting. And you can just, yeah, you can stop and think like, am I, that's sort of my litmus test if I'm malnourished. Am I overwhelmed? And the idea of being overwhelmed is if, if I'm buried by something right now. Often I'm overwhelmed by the opinions of others. If I'm mm-hmm. honest, like I'm feeling buried by people's opinions. Okay, check. I need I need a new replacement. And what do I need to replace it with? God's opinion of me. And and what is that? You know. And I often go to Luke fifteen twenty, and the story of the father running toward the prodigal son. That picture of God that we have is so healing when I feel overwhelmed of him running, embracing, kissing. I mean, it's just so beautiful. Am I anxious? Um, sometimes I'm like, um, yes. Like I, I don't know if this happens to you, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm flooded with like anxious thoughts and um, just I'm, I'm lacking peace right there. Um, and so a replacement for that, for that narrative is sometimes I wake up early in the morning when that happens and I write down everything I'm anxious about. And then I go back and I look at each one and I think, what can I do about each one of these things? Is there anything I can do? Can I control anything? Maybe I need to call a doctor. Maybe I need to call my mom. Maybe I need to ask an older friend about these. And then the last thing I think, okay, what are the things on this list I can do nothing about? This is out of my control. And then I write out a prayer like, God, I need you for all these places. And that helps with the anxiety. And then the last litmus test is, am I tired? (laughs) Which I think everybody listening is like, yes, (laughs) I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Right. And so what does that mean? Like, do I need to take a nap? Have I been practicing a Sabbath, a weekly rhythm of just resting? Right. So those, some of those places of malnourishment and really exploring, where do I need to make a small change to get nourished? And I, when you started talking about that, I can immediately think of when I'm feeling malnourished. It's for some reason, when the weekends hit, I get out of my practice, my routine of speaking to God, reading scripture, journaling. For some reason on the weekends, I fall out of it. And it's almost I'm distracted. There's Mm. distractions coming at me left and right over the weekends. So by Sunday, I am having that feeling of depletion. And then I'm feeling drawn to, oh, I need to get back to him. I wasn't talking to the Lord this weekend. I wasn't giving him my concerns. I wasn't asking him questions. And I wasn't thinking about him. I do that. Yes. (laughs) So there's my vulnerability. I do that. Yes. 
Yes, that makes, yeah, because you're out of rhythm. That makes so much sense. And what does it look like to kind of retake your Saturday and, and dedicate right. that back to the Lord, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I get that. Yes. So uh, just a couple of quick questions about the book. Was there a chapter that was so easy for you to write? And then was there a chapter that was really hard for you to write? Yes. Good question. Um, an easy, <laughs> yeah, an easy chapter for me to write was Sabbath, um, training our exhaustion for Sabbath and for rest because I've been practicing it for 15 years. Um, mm -hmm. so it was, it was fun to be like, oh my gosh, this is what we do on the Sabbath. This is how we, we rest. This is, you know, so that, that was fun. A hard one was, um, honestly writing about, um, praying politics. I, I tackle, I tackle politics and the divisive nature of, of what's happening in the church right now and, and the world and, and really coming under the King first and foremost, and not a political leader in any way. And I, I confess some things in my book. <laughs> yes. And I, I think I told you before we hit record, that was one of my favorite chapters so far, because it is so relatable, so mm -hmm. relatable. Cause I said, Amy, I felt that you were in my head in that chapter. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have had these thoughts about political leaders and wait a yes. minute, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying. We're starving. Yes. And we're starving yes. because we are focused on the wrong people. Yes. We should be starving for our king. <laughs> yes. And yeah. his kingdom and his, and his, what that looks like, which is so upside down, but I was looking at a political leader to, to save us really. And then yes. thinking, oh my gosh, this is the King. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God first and an American citizen second. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my own journey on that page. Yeah. And I <laughs> and really hope our audience, our listeners, when they get the book, I, I think they're really going to enjoy. So I'm glad you put that chapter in there because I know you were thinking maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yes, yes, just like keep it or not. Oh, yes, that was hard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now, before we end our conversation, could you share your favorite scripture that might encourage our listeners who are anxious, tired, or overwhelmed? Yeah. I'm going to turn to it because it's just so good. I have my Bible right here. I cannot get out of Luke chapter 15, and I mentioned it before, mm -hmm. but it is Jesus is such an amazing storyteller. And so for our listeners who need a new narrative, a nourishing narrative about who they are today, God's posture toward us, Jesus shows us with the father and the son who ran away and spent all his money and he comes back. But before the son can even say, I'm sorry, he doesn't even get it out. He doesn't say, I'm sorry. The father, verse 20, he gets up. And while he was a long way off, the father saw him. There's five verbs. The father saw him. And then he ran toward his son. So God is running towards. And then he embraces him, like falls on him, like envelops him. And then he, um, he, he, he embraces him. He kisses him. And all while before that, he's filled with compassion for him. That picture, if anybody doubts how God sees them today, that is the picture. That God is filled with compassion for you. And I just encourage you to sit in that and let that nourish your soul. Let that quiet the shame and the fear and the anxiety of the good father 
This posture is toward us, compassion forward toward us. Oh, that was beautiful. So well said. Well, I have to say, this was such an inspiring conversation. And I know I could probably chat about your book (laughs) on and on, (laughs) but I really want our listeners to experience it for themselves so they can grow spiritually and experience God's presence. So where can the listeners learn more about you and your book? Yes. Well, I like the gram. You can find me on Instagram at Amy Seifert. You can go to amycypher.com and Starved is going to be wherever books are sold. And I will make sure that the link for the book and your links are in the show notes. And Amy, thank you so much for being here today. I was just so excited to get you on the show and I couldn't believe that you're here talking to me. So thank you so much. Thank you for being an inspiration. And thank you for writing a book that I think everyone should read because it's the thoughts that we have every day and it's time to get vulnerable with ourselves and turn it over to God. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Can you do me a favor? The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you. I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyinsweatpants.com to snag some freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes. I'll see you soon.